Hey everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you market and grow your business so simply that it makes your competitors say, why didn't we think of that? I'm your host, Sam Moss, and I can't wait to see you be the leader of your industry. And thanks again for joining me for another episode of Small Business Made Simple. Today, I have a special guest on the podcast named Peter Wallen. Peter is a good business friend of mine from a local networking group that I attend. And uh, from the moment I met Peter, I knew he would be a perfect guest for the show. And you're going to find out why here in a little bit. He owns his own insurance agency here in Elmira, New York. And he's really been going strong for many, many years. Peter is an author and is also very big on getting out into the community uh, here in upstate New York. Today, he shares some of his best marketing methods, how to use processes in your business, how to network, and many other valuable things today on the podcast. Here is my interview with local business owner, Peter Wallen. Peter, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really enjoy spending time with you. and uh, Great to be is, here. Yeah, absolutely. So how did the idea for your business come about, and how did it get started? Can you kind of tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I was in my mid-30s, Sam, and I was kind of frustrated. I was in the insurance business, and I was a sales manager um, for an insurance company, a large corporate company. And too much pressure, too much stress. It was affecting my family. It was affecting my livelihood. Um, money was great, but just too much stress. I didn't enjoy it. And I, deep down, I kind of had this feeling that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So when I was 35 years old, I left the corporate world and kind of started my own scratch insurance agency. So, so you said you left because of stress to start your own business. Seriously. Doesn't that bring stress on its own? I mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And you know, I had such a cool attitude at the time is not so much about you know trying to do this for the rest of my life. I was just trying to do something for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Let's just get through the day. So a lot of the stress was stuff that I couldn't control. I couldn't control uh, budgets and quotas and demands from the corporate world. That was just frustrating me. But I just focused on what can I do today to get involved and start my own business and just try to focus on um, getting done at the end of the day and just right. feeling good about myself. How many years ago was that? That, you that were... was 21 years ago. Wow. So I started in 1998. Wow. So... Exciting. What are what are some things and challenges that you really ran into early on, even now? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's gotten mm-hmm. a little smoother, but what are some of those challenges that you faced early on when you left that corporate world right. and went right. out on your own? You know, I'm in the insurance business, so certainly my job is to sell auto insurance, home insurance, and uh, whatever else, flood insurance, life insurance, things like that. And so right from the beginning, I knew that I had to have a competitive product. I needed to be... Um, needed to be there with price. You know, we know that people that buy insurance, most importantly, um, look at price first. So I needed to, to align myself with insurance companies and, and uh, create uh, relationships with carriers and companies that I knew would have a good price for insurance. So that's what I started with, was working with, with strong insurance companies that might not be a, a household or recognizable name, but a name that I could trust. And once I learned how to trust them, um, I was able to bring that forward to my customers. So price was important. And then once I sold them and was able to help people, then I wanted to just find ways to keep them. How hard was getting that established? I think it was hard, you know, back in the day. You know, it was, 
it was doing a lot of the stuff, you know, that we really need to do today is, is, is pound the pavement, get on the phones, talk to people, reach out to people, whether it be texting, email, follow up with people. Not so much to try to sell them, but to try to help them, try to help them and serve them and, and give them what they need. So you mentioned before, obviously, that you were in the, the corporate world with insurance, and then you went out and you started your own. It's brokerage, correct? Brokerage, yep. Why did you stay in insurance if that's something that you weren't happy with in the first place? Or was it just the grind? I think it was, it was part of the grind. I mean, I, I think everybody needs to have insurance. Yeah. I mean, in order to drive a car or to buy a home and get a mortgage from a bank, you have to have insurance. So it's a necessary product, although most people don't like it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's expensive, other than your, your mortgage, taxes, then insurance. So it is a required um you know, piece of business that people do need to have. So in my world, it was, okay, I know people need to buy this. How can I get them to buy it from me? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, pounding the pavement, um, phone calls, uh, direct mail, letters, all that kind of stuff, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. That, you know, worked back then, and things have changed a lot. You know, Is there any of that that still works today that you found? Or? Good old-fashioned reaching out to people. I think yeah. the phone is still most, most important. Um, yeah, we do a lot of email now, which is great. But anytime I can get on the phone or certainly see people face to face, it's mm-hmm. it's so important. You know? So you say the phone has definitely worked yeah. best for you guys. Yeah, and, you know, I think we need to have that initial conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a verbal conversation. I get to I get to know who you are, Sam. I get to hear you. I get to hear the background noise. I get to hear what's going on. Then. I can get your permission to send you an email mm-hmm. or get your permission to send you a text. And then we can have conversations that way on your time, you know, on your comfort. But right from the beginning, I think it's important to have a conversation, how know, a hard, verbal conversation. Yeah, how hard was it to build that trust? Because insurance can be really confusing. Right. Um, right. People might be scared of it, think they might be getting scammed. Like, it happens. But how yeah. do you build that trust for them to say, look, we're here to help you and we're not here to hurt you? Right on. How did you go about that? You know, great question. And again, we earlier talked about price, but I think more important than price and more important than me trying to sell something is how can I help you? How can I serve you? If you're buying a new car, you need to buy insurance. And we need to make sure we're protecting the collision insurance on your car, making sure the bank is taken care of. But more importantly, we're here to protect you. God forbid if you get in an accident, you hit a deer. Um, something happens where there's a collision, an accident involved, and, and there might be an injury involved. Yeah. So, so my job as an insurance agent, right from the start, was not so much to sell as it is and was to serve. To how can I help you? How can I serve your needs so you can sleep well at night? Right. You know, to make sure you're taken care of. And that goes for really any business when it comes to right. serving and being there instead of selling. How long did it take you to realize, maybe it was right off the start, that, wow, okay, we're not here to sell. Right. We're here to help. Was there a paradigm shift for you, or is that kind of from the start? It was. It was actually kind of from the start. You know, I did have the corporate management philosophy, so I saw corporate world, and I didn't like the way the corporate world was. That was full of budgets and quotas and incentives, and it was it was a lot of pressure for me as a salesperson and certainly a manager in the corporate world to sell and produce, and it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like I was doing anything to actually help that customer. I was doing stuff to help me, but Help the customer. No, That's what it's all about. More important is, is that. Help and serve. What would you say is your favorite way to market and get your name out there in the community? I know you're really, really network-driven. Right. You love people. Is there more than that? Or is that like, you know, this is the most important thing when it comes to building a business? Bottom line is it's referrals. 
Mm-hmm. You know, my business, probably your business. You know, the best customer is someone that brags about us. So my best customer is my existing customer that is bragging to their family, their friends, their neighbors about how good Peter Wallen is in Wallen Insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I were to put an ad in the newspaper, if I were to put a billboard up, if I were to do any sort of TV advertisement, it looks good. That might help with branding, and, I, and I'm about that. I get it. But the best customer that comes to me is coming from a referral. They're already sold. Right. They're already sold. If I've done a good job uh, and I serve them well, they're going to not just give a testimony, but they're going to send somebody over. Is there anything you do on top of just serving them well? Do you kind of say, hey, I would love it if you told people about us? Like, how do you go about that sure. and getting more referrals? Sure. I think that's it. I think we have to earn that trust, mm-hmm. you know, earn that trust. So it doesn't start right away. I think over time, as we prove to people that we're, we're selling on price, but then we want to keep them based on how we serve them, how we take care of the product, how we take care of maybe an insurance claim down the road, or take care of their 16-year-old driver when their 16-year-old son or daughter becomes a licensed, you know, are we taking care of them? Um, once we see that, and once they see that, um, they feel good with us, and yeah. they're going to send us their, their family and friends. What is something you wish, so what is it, 21 years ago? 21 20, years. 21 years, wow. What do you wish you knew 21 years ago? You know, if you were to go back and talk to the Peter right, right, Wallen right. 21 years ago, if you could tell him one thing, what would you tell him? Yeah, um, systems and procedures. Really? Having systems and procedures in place. And, and can you explain that? Yeah, and it's great. As an entrepreneur ourselves, you know, a small business owner, I get it. You know, we're so good at what we do ourselves. How can I teach somebody else to do the job just as good, if not better? I want to bring in employees. I want to bring in um, career-minded uh, individuals that will work with me, mm-hmm. you know, so I can expand my operation. So it's not just Peter, the, the sole entrepreneur. I want to bring in people that can, that can help me grow and develop my business and certainly help serve the customer. So having systems in place, I can't just throw stuff up against the wall and say, this is how we do things. I've, got, I've, I've had to learn this, but you've got to have systems in place. How do we answer the phone? How do we take out the trash? How do we make coffee in the office? How do we, how do we greet a customer when they first walk into the agency or first uh, re- reach out to us via email? So if we have a proven system in place, this is how we do it. I can hire someone tomorrow and put them right in. So that's why you have the systems, mm-hmm. is just so you can immediately know exactly what needs to be done. That's right. For that's hiring. Right. Okay. New, new employees, I think, want to know what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. And if you give them a list, here's the six things I really need you to do today. Here's the six things on a sheet of paper that, that I really want you to, to, to learn. I'm going to teach you, but you, you learn these things each and every day. This is part of your job. They're going to feel good about that. They're mm-hmm. going to feel good about when I come to work tomorrow morning, I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. So a lot of times... That's pretty cool. When you when you start out in business, <laughs> when you start out in business, yeah. it's you work in your business as the owner, and right. I'm sure you realize that early on. Right, right. But as you start to grow and as you start to lay out those systems and those procedures, you're now working on your business. That's At right. what point did you actually shift to that and start saying, "Wow, we really need some systems. We need some procedures." Right. I'm not the person that answers the phone, meets and greets every single person, and gets right. water bottles for all my staff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where did that... Yeah, it's um, really good. Yeah, it's it probably took several years, three, four, five years, yeah. to get going with it. And I kind of use the the analogy of a sports team, you know, a football team. And, and you know, the quarterback of the team is the one that, that kind of is leading the team on the field. And he's calling the plays, and he's running the running the huddle, and, and you know, handing the ball off to somebody or throwing the ball. And it's great to be the quarterback, but at some point in time, you know, the quarterback gets old and he gets tired and he gets burned out. 
I want to be the coach. Mm-hmm. I want to be the guy on the sideline that's coaching my employees and teaching my employees. Whether I have one employee or 20 employees, it doesn't matter. But at some point in time, I, I can't always be that quarterback myself. I want to be that coach. So I started doing that probably 12, 15 years ago, you know, where I can then teach people. I can train people. I can develop people to be just as good as me, if not better. And don't we want to have people that are Absolutely. better than us that ultimately they can help take this business to the higher level? Was it well-received from your staff it when they time. kind of noticed that? Or? Yeah, it took time. Again, you know, the, the buck stops here. You're yeah. the business owner. You're the entrepreneur. But at some point in time, you know, what would happen if I get sick? Or what would happen if I want to, you know, go to my, my kid's school recital or go to a baseball game with my child? You know, I want to be able to know that my business is still be able to function and run properly when I'm not there. So. Was there any time that you realized maybe you bit off a little bit more than you can chew with trying to come up with systems and procedures. Let's, let's say you had like three yeah. staff and it was just like, wow, okay, like I have to go through these people, Peter, just to like yeah. get to you. Like really, there's three of us. Yeah, I, th- I think it actually, it's a great question. And I actually had an employee that I had for a long time and he was a good friend of mine and, and he still is a good friend of mine. And he just didn't get it. He didn't see the fact that he was supposed to learn the system and learn the, the procedure. This is how we do things. He was doing things his own way. And he meant, he meant good. He meant well. But it was holding us back. And it got to the point that, you know, he eventually left and took a job somewhere else, which is fine. Um, but once he left, we were able to then bring in people that uh, we could hire and train and develop to do things our way. Mm-hmm. Don't do it your way. You've got to do it our way, the way that the, the business is supposed to be run. Do you have any tips or advice for when it comes to creating those systems and kind of working on your business instead of, or in mm-hmm. your on your business instead of in. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to test. Yeah. You've got to try a system, and you don't just throw it out there and, and, and say, this is how we're going to do things. We really need to take a step back, you know, whatever that system might be. And as simple as how do we answer the phone, you know, or how do we respond to an email if someone, you know, inquires on, on a certain product or something. It's not, you know, wing it and respond, and then let's, let, let's talk about it. was this good or was this bad. I think we have to have meetings. We have to sit down and just organize and analyze What's the best way that this customer is gonna is gonna receive this message? Okay, and so we can't just throw it out there. We've got to yeah. think about it. We've got to talk about it. We've got to develop it. We've got to test, 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 test. So you do it with your staff? Yeah, we do it with the staff and practice behind the scenes. And then when we're ready, we launch it. And once we launch that's it, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. We don't change. We don't go back. We don't say, hey, maybe we got to do it a different way. We do it our way. Have you, you had pretty right good success with Absolutely. doing it and it mm-hmm. stays you know, it stays. instilled? Yeah. I mean, if we do want to change it down the road, let's have another meeting. Let's talk about it. Let's analyze it. Let's not just change it on the fly. Okay. Again, we're here to serve the customer. We're here to do things properly. But uh, we've already talked about this. So let, yeah. here, here's our system. Let's mm-hmm. follow the system. What has been the hardest part of you know, creating those systems, just coming up with them or implementing them? What would you say? I think it's to get people to buy in, to buy into the system that, again, they might think there's a better way and a better idea and a better system to handle this, but, you know, bring that to me some other time. Right now, your job is to answer the phone. Your job is to is to serve the customer, greet the customer the way we've taught you how to do it. So, and in all honesty, it's worked very well for us. Yeah. I will be back with the rest of my interview with Peter Wallen in just a moment. Hundreds of websites come across our desks here at One Click Agency every single year. Here's a secret. I don't say it very often. They're all making the same five mistakes. I mean, they're basically making five simple mistakes, and you're probably making them too. 
So what we did is we wrote a PDF to help correct those mistakes at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. See, if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are super easy to fix. This is foundational and just basic stuff for your website. Some of these mistakes are really just equivalent to a barbershop coming to me and saying, hey, Sam, you know, no one is coming inside our shop. And so I go to their shop and I notice that their windows are painted black and they don't even have a sign in their building. And I say to the barbershop owner, well, scrape the paint off your windows and hang a sign on your building that says who you are. And guess what? You're going to see an uptick in sales. These are little website mistakes people are making that are as blatant as that, but for whatever reason, they can't seem to see them. And there are hundreds of people making these mistakes, like I said before, and I want to make sure that you see them. I want to point them out to you. Go to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's completely free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I'll explain what they are and how you can fix them. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. Has there been a point where, you know, you're in business and things are going great and you're just like, you know, why am I here? Why am I even doing this anymore? Has there been a time when you just wanted to get out? Not really. I think it's I think it's because we've been able to put these systems yeah. and procedures in place. And so, you know, I'm in my mid-50s now. I've been doing this for a long time. I've owned my own business for 20 years. I've, I've been in the insurance business for 30 years. So, so I've been there. I've, I've done it. And yet I'm excited. I'm still excited mm-hmm. today about the, the growth of my business and what more we can do. Um, using, you know, the things yeah. you're teaching us, Sam, you know, social media and using, you know, creating solid websites and, and, and different forums. So, you know, Facebook's been around for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like it's been here forever, but it's only been 10 years. What's next? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm excited about that. What, what's, what's the next way to communicate with our clients and what's the next way to reach out to people? So no burnout on right. my side. If yeah, absolutely. If, if any of you now. know Peter, it's like no. he's amazing, he's crazy, and he's got a lot of energy, and he's going to... Go a lot longer than I will, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't it's, know it's about that, funny. but thank you for that. It's, it is exciting. Yeah. I want to kind of change gears and talk a little bit about networking and just yeah. being in the community. I know that's huge for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see Peter Wallen everywhere in Elmira. How has that helped really grow your business? Yeah, and it's, there's so many different ways to do this, Sam, and certainly... Um, the internet has changed our world, you know, the internet and, and it's brought our world together, you know, and I look at, I look at something like Facebook and, and, and Instagram and, and someone once said a long time ago, it's like going to a party that never ends. Mm-hmm. You just jump into Facebook, you jump out, but the party is always going on. Yeah. So you've got to present yourself very well. You can't, you know, I, I shouldn't, a side story here. You can't talk about politics. You can't talk about religion. You can't yep. talk about our current president. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about that. You're always going to talk about tick your someone off and talk yeah. about helping people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're going to tick people off. So, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to go there. So, I don't want to put a yard sign on on my yard saying that I support this or I'm against that. That's that's not why people want to do business with me or, or anything. If any, they want to do business with me because I'm an insurance agent and and I want to get them to like me and know me and trust me. So that's what they're concerned about, not the yard sign I put on my yard or not something I'm putting out on, on social media. So not sure if I answered your question. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but if anything, it, it's, you know. Have you noticed, going back to the, like the referrals, have you noticed that the community and the networking has kind of helped with those referrals as well, just oh, getting absolutely. people to come in? Yeah, and I think 
several different things you can do in the community. I mean, there's there's Chamber of Commerce groups, mm-hmm. there's uh, Business Networking International, BNI type of groups that you and I are part of, which is great. And that's all about trying to build and grow your business. There's also uh, service organizations, Rotary Clubs, Kiwanis Groups, and, and I don't join those associations to sell insurance. I join because I want to give back to the community. I join because it's my, it's my obligation and my duty to give back. Right. This community has been very good to me. I want to give back. So um, ultimately, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll sell some insurance and people will get to know who I am. So they like me, know me, trust me. So if they want to buy insurance from me, that's fine. But that's not why I join those organizations, yeah. you know. So th- there, there's, there's several different types of things we can do in the community. Networking groups, Chamber of Commerce, that's fantastic. Church groups, yeah, yeah. R- rotary groups, that's more about giving back to, to, to our community. If you had to start over with Wallen Insurance and you had to pick, look, it's going to be networking, it's going to be really pushing for referrals, it's going to be getting out in the community, it's going to be Facebook, Instagram, whatever right. it is, you had to pick one and do it for a year starting today, Yeah. what do you think you would choose? You know, I would probably, it's such a great question, such a great question, and i got to take a deep breath before I answer it. <laughs> Because I go back to what I did 21 years ago, and even though so much has changed, you know, the internet, uh, expectations, people text, people respond, you know, the social media now, uh, people want results so fast. You know, they don't, want, they don't want to call me for an insurance quote today and wait a week before they get, they get an answer. They, mm-hmm. Geico and other companies want, a re, you know, they expect a quick response. So to answer your question, I would say this. I'll do the same thing I did 21 years ago that I'll do today, and that is focus on today. Mm-hmm. What can I do today? What little thing can I do today? Can I return someone's phone call? Can I reach out and send someone an email? Can I just follow up on a referral that someone gave me today? Can I help one person today with their insurance? And if I do that, I'll put my head on my pillow at night and says I had a good day. Yeah. Tomorrow, guess what? I'm going to do the same thing. One thing a day. One person a day, help one person a day. That's what I did 21 years ago, and, and it took away the stress because I can't control tomorrow. I can't change what happened yesterday. I can only focus on today, Sam. Right. So to me, that's my philosophy. It, as things change, they stay the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's why business owners get burnt out and just quit? It's because they think they have to do a million things in a day and just do everything? Sure, sure. And the expectation is just yeah. that much more, the demand to to produce the demand to respond, the demand from the customer. The customer wants impeccable service immediately. They don't want to wait. They want impeccable service. Loyalty is good. Loyalty is there, but only to a point. You know, yeah. you've got to serve. you got to take care of them. Now, if you were to say one thing to a business owner that's just starting out, it can't be buy insurance. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but what would it be when it comes to really just helping the, them succeed? I think I think a lot of it is... Don't worry about the past. You know, if anything, you've learned from the past. Read, study, uh, spend spend an hour a day trying to improve yourself. Um, again, doesn't worry about the past. Uh, focus on today. Read books. Take seminars, podcasts, mm-hmm. webinars. Learn so much about your industry and your craft that nobody can do as good as you. That's right. Nobody can be better than you. So then you have an air of confidence that no one's going to beat you. No one's going to be better than you. So then you take that into tomorrow morning and say, I've got this. You know, I, I, I've read, I've learned, I've studied. Now I've got this. 
um, the confidence just grows from there. So you're so right. Yeah, it's fantastic. Peter, thank you so much. My I pleasure, really appreciate Sam. it's been fun. Uh, you dropping some wisdom and really just bringing value to My our pleasure. listeners. So yeah. thanks so much, man. Best wishes, man. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the interview with Peter Wallen. I really hope that he inspires you like he inspires me. Honestly, he's one of the happiest and most joyful people to be around. And if you've ever met Peter, I would think that you'll probably say the same thing about him. You can find out more about him and his business at walleninsurance.com. So show him some love. He actually sells his books right there. Uh, Actually, I think he actually gives away his books. So you'll have to check that out and uh, definitely um, show some support to Peter Wallen. Next week, I have two wonderful local business owners on the podcast, John Vo and Ed Weaver of the Homepage Network. They run uh, a local online news station down in Pennsylvania, and they're really revolutionizing the way consumers get their news in that region. Here's a short clip of my interview with John and Ed. You have to have an attitude of servanthood when you you go into any community, you know, whether it's Williamsport, Wellsboro, Corning, you know, Mansfield, Blossburg, wherever we go, we know that what will win the day is looking beyond your needs to the needs of others, helping people tell their story. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast. It's a joy to have you here and I really appreciate you guys taking the time and being so supportive every single week. I just want to encourage you to subscribe and leave a review for the podcast if you haven't already. This really just helps get the word out about the show and I would greatly appreciate it. So thank you in advance for doing that. Remember, we want your competitors to see how you run your business and say to themselves, why didn't we think of that? Have a wonderful week, guys. Oh, 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 oh,